This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. We are live. What's up, guys? Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapan, Matt Peralt. We're live on the Props YouTube channel on Twitter, pinned on top of both the Boston versus the book Twitter account and at Sports Talk. Matt, you guys can go and watch the show every day there on a replay if you ever miss it live. Dave, welcome to Masters Week. And the guy knows how to make an entrance. I'm playing. It's great. I saw it this morning. He said, yeah. I mean, the first question was, you know, how do you feel? Blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, hi, you going to play? Well, I, I, I plan to play. You know, everything's going to be fine. So you need to put that in quotation marks, right? Yeah. As of now, I plan on playing. Yeah. As of now. Weather's going to be bad, man. It's going to time be out. Rough. Hold that. Hold that thought. We got to get into that. We got to go deep, deep, deep into that because it's a huge story. You're 100% correct on on that. But we've got basketball, hockey. We've got a recap of the North Carolina, Kansas game and the come from behind, the biggest come from behind victory, biggest choke job in the history of the the final ever. So Duke fans, take that. (laughs) You may have had some tough times with Carolina, but they got to live with that thing around their neck for the rest of their lives. But let's go to let's talk about Tiger at least being in the field. Okay. So, from a big picture story, as we started to hear and leak out these stories, Tiger played medalist, right? We were like, hmm, Tiger's playing medalist. Then he goes and plays a practice round with his son. Everyone's like, huh, maybe he's just kind of testing it out. I don't know. Maybe he's like, what's a free round of golf for Charlie? Then he plays a practice round yesterday, press conference today in the field, 10 34. Tea time Thursday with a 7.30 tea time our time. What do we do with this? Does this impact other than just the Tiger props, which we'll talk about, does it impact the other odds on other players? No. No. I mean, do you think he's going to win? I don't know. No. I I mean... Look, this is how I'm going to do this, okay? How I'm going to bet this is this. I'm going to put my money on what is most likely going to happen and cheer like a fan. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I'm going to bet Tiger to miss the cut. I'm going to bet under on Tiger in terms of what he'll do from a round perspective. Okay? But I'm going to cheer like hell for the dude to go there and win the damn thing. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, I want, I, I would gladly donate the money to the books to get Tiger to play, to play the weekend. The books don't need your donation. You know that. And just, <laughs> just, just bet that you, what you want to bet. You're not doing the, anybody. No, any I'm favors. not betting. I'm not betting the narrative. I'm not betting what I hope happens. I'm betting what I think is going to happen. What my heart is into doesn't matter. Yeah, it definitely doesn't. Um, and it doesn't for the books either. You know, they're just like, no, they don't stuff give up. And, <laughs> they don't, you know, it's, uh, they're going to make millions. They're going to make so much freaking money. 
Right now, Tiger is the biggest liability at every book. Top 20, top 10, make the cut, win the damn thing. Every liability under on all of the rounds. Round one score of 75 under. I mean, it's the second he said, do you think I, you can win? I do. Well, he's <laughs> that, say, of that, course he's going to say that. That's, well, no. that, that's the thing. Right. He wasn't going to play if he didn't think he could win. Right. But isn't that the like moment? Like the, that's the, the, the sound bite that the golfing public wanted to hear. Hell yeah. So there it is. Now they got the catnip and now they're <laughs> going to run to the window and they're going to bet it like crazy. It's great. It's great. You could probably see it all day today. Me trickling in on the ticker. You're like, okay, another one, another one. Oh, and it ain't gonna really move much. I mean, it's gonna move at some books because you know okay. the liability will get like, geez, we could lose a million bucks on this if he wins. I mean, this would be bad. Nobody wants that phone call on uh on Sunday night or Monday when he graded and Tiger Woods wins the masters. Everybody's happy, and you know, you're you're on the hook for all that money. But it doesn't affect the other stuff. It really doesn't. I mean. It affects um, – it just affects the handle tremendously. And now your hold percentage can really increase. I think a lot of guys <clears throat> will be happy with um, going, okay, we, we can take positions on some other people that we may not have been able to before. Because, right, that's what I mean. Right, yeah. that, that's kind of the point of my question. It's like did it allow you to – if somebody comes in and says, hey, I want to bet – you know, a hundred K on Xander Shoffley. And you're like, okay, I'm not taking a hundred, but I'll take 50. And then Tiger plays. Does, do you now go, all right. Yeah. Now I can take a hundred K on, on I, I can, I can justify that, that red number. If I need to, I'll take it on, 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 on Xander Shoffley. Ideally you have your risk tolerance limit set up before, you know, okay. so, you know, somebody wants to bet Shoffley to win a hundred K you take it, you know, if you have it to set to win quarter of a million two fifty, you take it anyway. Tiger playing or Tiger not playing might give you a little more flexibility, but I, I mean, it's only going to go up. It's not going to go down. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, but what you might do is like, okay, Tiger's playing. Now we can, you know, you see what the circuit does. Like they, they decrease their hold as the week goes on, it gets lower. So they start at 20% and they make the prices better for the better as the week goes on. So now they can go, all right, you know what? We were going to move somebody to, you know, 40 to one, just move them to 50 to one. See who bets Mm -hmm. it, you know, and just get, get more money in the pile. That's all everybody's trying to do right now. Tiger playing brings all the eyeballs to the masters. You called it masters week and it's Tuesday, baby. Oh, it's masters. We got some golf. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We got the masters hat today. It's, 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 it's golf. It's, 88 degrees today, Dave. It's opening day, by the way, on Thursday. No one gives a flying F. All right, that's fine. No one – I am a baseball diehard. No, you're not. You don't like betting baseball. You always wear out by May. You're not a baseball diehard. That's not true. You're a baseball fan. I love baseball. I love, love, love baseball. And you don't even care that it's opening day on Friday or Thursday. Do you? I do. Oh, I'm a golf guy. I am way more into golf, man. I am way more into this story. I am way more into golf. I am watching the Masters. I have 162 flipping days of baseball. More than that, really. 190 days to yeah. watch baseball. I got four at Augusta. You may only have two with Tiger. With Tiger. <laughs> yep. And you may only have two with Tiger Woods playing in this thing. Yeah. 
This is the greatest. Like, I hope he makes the cut. I really I'm do. so I hope he makes the cut. Emotionally tied to this story more so than I ever thought I would be. Like I am so like I could lay out like 18 swear words in a word right now as to how excited I am that Tiger Woods is playing in this field. I mean, this dude on February 21st, 2021 left the road at 70. He tapped the brakes, tapped the brakes, little tiny touch, 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 slowed down, hit the curb. And I think it was 56 miles per hour, hit the curb, flipped the car over. The only reason why he's alive is because Genesis has created a really cool cage system in which the front and the back of the GV80 collapses and it creates a basic, like a box. And how did Tiger lose his limb or almost lose his limb is because that's where the compression comes in. The vehicle is designed to compress really quick to absorb all that energy. So the roll cage stays intact and the driver on the airbags, you're kind of kept in this cocoon and you're okay. That's how he lived. Mm. If he's, if he's in a 2005 car, he's dead. Like it's insane. Like we, we have completely undersold how insane it is that Tiger Woods is alive today. Forget golf alive. He should be dead, but our technology kept him alive. He left, he could have gotten hit head on. He crossed two lanes of traffic coming over a hill at 70 miles an hour. If that's at four o'clock in the afternoon, he's probably dead because that's a rush hour up a hill, really busy, busy highway where they're driving 60 miles per hour this way up a hill. So he goes 70 to 60. It's 130 miles per hour. Everyone in that car he hits and himself, they're all dead. But because it happened at 730 in the morning, there's no one there. So just the fact he was able to get to the curb is incredible. Mm. Then Then he leaves the road goes into an incredible embankment, flips around, misses the tree, by the way, that he could have wrapped himself around and killed him that way. Misses the trees. Right. I I mean, just the number of things in a row that had to happen for Tiger Woods to be with us living and breathing. And this dude's teeing off of the Masters on Thursday morning? I I just, I I think we're totally underselling this story. Yeah. In terms of how incredible it is. Yeah. Oh, no, it's it. I mean, it is incredible. I mean, but as far as the betting doesn't even it's not even important. Like, it's. Oh. I mean, it's 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 important for the books, but doesn't affect anything. I can't wait to see him tee off. I hope. So he, here's the question. I hope Tiger Woods is going to remember when he won his last tournament. It was the end. He wins the Masters, but I forget where the walk was. Remember when he was he had the walk in the gallery all was behind him and it was like a sea of humanity yeah. all walking behind him. That wasn't the Masters? I thought that was the Masters. Was it was that the Masters? I thought it was. Okay, maybe it was. What does that do to like Hideki Matsuyama and Justin Thomas who are playing behind him? Like, how do you handle that? Like, that's so unfair. That they have to play golf behind. This is a defending champion. The defending champion, one of the favorites, has to play golf behind Tiger Woods on Thursday morning. I I, I may look to fade them as well on Thursday because of what's going to happen with the just the the galleries are going to be all over that group. Have you ever watched Tiger live at a tournament? Yeah, multiple times. I mean, it's fantastic. 
Yeah, but it's, it, I mean, yeah, I, I, I never watched him at the height of Tiger. Like I've watched him play uh, three, three, three different tournaments. I've watched him play in, in one practice round. So I, I, at the Masters, I walked with him on a practice round. Um, and so saw him in three of the tournaments playing. It's interesting because I saw him when he was like in his late 30s. So he had done everything. The galleries were still huge, but I didn't see him when he was the king, number one, you know, winning the Masters by 12 strokes of the U.S. Open by 17 strokes. Like I didn't see him then, but it, it's it's a spectacle. But this, I think, might be a different level of spectacle. Yeah, it will be. I mean, but, you know, they keep the patrons in line down there. In, in, uh, that is true. In the Masters. And, and it's a limited number of people who get in. This is so right. That is true. Yeah, so it'll be, it won't be the... The crazy mob scene that it may normally be with another tournament. I saw him play in Phoenix in the late 90s, um, and it was electric then. And we knew, like, he had just won the Masters. I believe it was 97. So, yeah, it was, it was late. I mean, it was early in his career, and it was different. And we, and we were just like uh, – and this was before the grandstands and all the other stuff down in Phoenix. So, um I saw it then and I'm like, man, it got to be hard playing. I think it was harder playing in front of them than behind them because there was always noise behind you, people moving and people stuff. That's like, true. When you play behind them, you know what you're getting in. Like you, you like a roar could happen you're at waiting. any time when you're in front you're of them. constantly waiting. You're oh, waiting and waiting the for the longest pet. round ever behind because you. you but that's what I mean. So that's why uh, for Matsuyama and Justin Thomas, I'm like, I don't know. I may have to fade these guys simply because of the fact that they're going to wait for the gallery to stop moving every freaking shot going across the fairway, getting out from behind the green. Like it's just going to be a real big distraction. And JT is really tight with Tiger. So I don't think he gives a flip. They're all just so happy. I, I think one of the cooler stories about the Masters right now is how giddy the other generation, the next generation is that Tiger's playing in the event. Like oh, the McElroy's awesome. and the Rory's and, and, and the, sorry, the, the Rory's and the Justin Thomas's. They're all just like so happy that he's yeah. in the field. That's well, really cool. Of course they are. I mean, like he's he's the meal ticket for a lot of, I mean, the PGA Tour is what it is because of Tiger Woods. He put it on the map again. And oh, I'm going to push back level. on that. What's gonna that? Push, I'm going to push back on that. What are you talking about? Tiger Woods did not put the PGA Tour on the map. Back on the map. Back on the map. It was gone for a while. It was never really gone. Okay. No, I mean, no it was di- never. It's not different level than it it's was. Di- before it's a different level. It's a different level. Yeah. But the PGA Tour was never really gone. It's a it was- sport. What are you talking about? It was golf? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I disagree. I've had, I've had this argument for a long time. In, in parts of the country, we grew up in New England, so we, we, we I think we're a little bit. We don't understand what golf means to the South, and what it has meant for years and years. It's like NASCAR in a similar way. That like we grew up in the Northeast, and we think that Tiger Woods put golf on the map. Where I golf has been on Tiger the map. Woods put on the golf on the map. I've been golf has been a part of a lot of things. Right. For the national level, what Tiger Woods did for golf was different than anyone else. Arnold that is Palmer, true. He, that it, well, come on. I don't know. What Jack are you and talking Arnie. About? Because Jack and Arnie did an incredible thing, Dave. Jack and Arnie made golf what it is. 
Who put of golf on the map? They did. Jack oh. and Arnie put golf on the map. That's who put golf on the map. Of course, but it's different with with Tiger. Correct. Just from the money. But the game itself, I, I don't believe if Tiger, I used to make the point all the time, people would push back on me, but I said, like, if Tiger would stop playing golf at 30, the PGA Tour is still huge. PGA Tour is still a monster, monster thing. The Masters is still a monster tournament. Whether Tiger Woods stopped playing golf at 30 and didn't win 90 tournaments and didn't win 17 majors and all the things he's done and accomplished, it wouldn't have mattered because golf is still a huge sport, regardless of Tiger. Golf wouldn't have been nearly as big as it is if Tiger Woods didn't do what he did. From a money standpoint, I would agree with that. Just from a the money purses. standpoint, from people playing, from all this stuff, definitely wouldn't have been as big. Purses no are the thing that Tiger changed. The eyeballs, the people, the money, the sponsorship dollars. But I don't think Tiger Woods. It is, but it did change. A lot of things there. It is, but it didn't change the sport. It didn't change the tour. It didn't change the number of people playing golf who are watching golf. Like it brought the casuals. And I've often said, like the getting the whole guy can go to hell. I, I'm just, I, I don't, I've never liked that guy. So, but that's who Tiger brings. And people who go to the Masters, luckily, aren't the getting the whole guy. Like you mentioned, they keep the patrons in line because they do. <laughs> like they, they, they are, it's a different type of tournament. You can lose your badges. Badges are handed down from family to generation to generation. And like, if you get caught selling your badge, you can be kicked out. The entire family can be kicked out. So like the Masters is a totally different animal than other tournaments, other majors that Tiger will play in. But it's still Tiger. <laughs> it's still C. Yeah, the the guy playing in this tournament and, and what he will do. And so let's talk about the weather because you brought it up. It's a great point. It's raining today. Mm -hmm. It's not great, but there's a storm system about to come through on Friday afternoon into Saturday where temperatures on Saturday morning will be 40 degrees at Augusta. Yeah. I never I like mean, playing in the cold. I can tell you that the worst but how i mean we were getting to the age where like our bones ache and whatnot whenever you get the cold or the wet or the humidity mm -hmm. how does how does a limb feel that almost you know, almost got lopped off by doctors if you're having to walk because he was asked uphill downhill or side hill tiger which is more difficult he said all yeah <laughs> he just said all yeah we're gonna add wet and cold to Augusta, it's like Mother Nature is playing a cruel joke on the guy. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's alive. Do you think he's worried about like uphill, downhill? He's just worried no. about walking. So, um, I don't know. I know I don't like watching the Masters with the weather bad. Agreed. Like it just—it's a different. It's a—it sucks. Yep, it just—it's not the same experience. The golf isn't the same. They can't light it up. I like to see him light it up a little bit, you know, go low. And, you know, Sunday is just, you know, birdie, birdie, eagle sometimes. I mean, if the weather's crap, then the scores are crap. And that doesn't, that doesn't do good for Tiger walking. That's well, the roars it. through the pines too, that whole, that's what the fun of the masters is, is that the holes are still close together, that the roars, you, you know, what's going on on the yeah. course. And if you're not, if you're cold, or you're bundled up, <laughs> you know, you're sitting behind that, you know, with that rain poncho on freezing. I mean, it's one thing to rain, rain and cold is misery, right? It's nothing, nothing fun about being outside in the cold and the rain. No, it's, I mean, it, 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 it becomes a lot of work, both watching it and playing it, you know, whereas 
when they're playing and the weather's just, I mean, sometimes that place, it looks absolutely perfect when the weather's right and they just can light it up. um, It's the one thing I will say though, is that the South is sort of like new England a little bit that like the storm systems can blow through quicker than they think. Yeah. So hopefully that's kind of what happens, but the problem is on the back end, what they're projecting is the jet stream is going to dip really down low and you're going to get a lot of Canadian air all the way down to Georgia. Right. Which is not, <laughs> what we I don't want. even mind. I mean, if it's cold and it, 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 it's not wet or raining and stuff, like that's fine. Like they'll be mm. fine. You know, if it's windy, changes that course too. I think you know, if, like people talking about rounds. You know, the first round is going to look a lot different than the second or the third round. And if that thing comes through, you know, mm. the greens change. Mm-hmm. You see the scores like go up. And I think well, the wind, the wind makes it go up, but rain will make it go down because right. the greens will be softer exactly. and they'll fire at pins. They'll yeah. just they'll become yard darts and they'll just fire at every pin. And that I tend not to like that. Like I don't need 25 under to win the masters, but yeah, if it's wet. The, but then the course doesn't run out. Like you mentioned, it doesn't have the same. It's a long course already. And then if you don't actually have that, then the length can be a problem and you're not actually getting the same role that you need right. for the par fives. Which could be which, which could be problematic. I, I I'm really curious to see. I mean, I like Will Zolateris a lot. Alexander Shoffley a lot. Uh, I mean, these are people I'm eyeballing to bet. But does everyone get distracted? Like, what does Tiger's presence mean? He just because is it like you know it, you, you can get you can get caught watching. You can get caught like paying attention no. to somebody else's game. They, I mean that. That the fans do that. The players don't do that. Ooh. I've been, I'm telling you, I've been, I saw him play in Columbus at Jack's tournament mm. the Memorial and it was so close. And there were guys playing. They, that competitive juices gets going. They're not watching Tiger. They're trying to beat Tiger. Mm. You know what I mean? So like if he's in contention, it's going to mm. be fantastic. If it, I just shoot 72 day one, please. Just shoot 72. So do you like the under round one score? I mean, when he. (laughs) The sharpest guy I know in golf said that. Said bet him. If you want to bet him at all, bet him to go. His his best round is going to be round one. No doubt. Everything else after that's going to be a downhill slide. When he said, I'm playing, I I jumped up. I was watching it this morning and I was like. (laughs) Man, come on, Tiger. Just shoot par the first day. Just shoot 72. God forbid he shoots under par. It's going to be. <laughs> but he might shoot 72 just based on course knowledge. He may be able and to do conditions. that. conditions. Like, what, what you heard Freddie? Like, when Freddie says it, he's like, yeah. he, he ain't worried about playing. He's worried about walking. Like, that's when those guys are saying that, I know what that means. I've seen him play in person. Like, they know. They those guys know immediately if he can play or not. Mm. No one's gonna say that he can't before, but when they're saying it the way they're saying it, man, I think, yeah. I right now, again, maybe it's fan, maybe it's just excitement for the thing. I would bet under. I, I would definitely bet under that first round score. 75 and a half. He ain't coming out to shoot a first round 75 and a half. But it's the next day. Can he how's it feel? Can he bounce back? Playing golf four days in a row is hard enough at any age. Right. After this, that's a lot. Well, he's going to do, I mean, it was completely predictable, but it's the morning, afternoon, Thursday, Friday. Right. 
So he'll play the morning 1030 on, on Thursday, give him a lot of time on Friday to get treatment, to get, you know, whatever he needs, then send him out probably two o'clock, three o'clock on Friday. And we have a Friday night TV window that will be stupid. The tiger watch to make the cut will be insane on Friday night. Man, I, I hope it's close. Like I like, cause you know, the way like a lot of guys careers ends, you know, and you see the end and it's not pretty. Like, I don't want him to shoot 78 and miss the cut on Friday. Like that would be no fun. I don't want to see that. And they'll do I don't want to see that, but I think there's a good chance we're going to see that. I know. I know. And that's the, I know. I, I mean, but I mean, he can still, I mean, this is the thing about the masters, right? I mean, Freddie couples is still playing. I mean, you can play golf until you're 65. Oh, for sure. So like, I don't think this is the end. I don't think this is the last time we'll see tiger at Augusta or our last time tiger on a PGA tour event. Yeah. But it's like, you want to see him compete when he says he can, can play. Freddie knows he can't win. He's just out there playing. I mean, Freddie's it's great, but yeah. he's, he's not going to win the masters again. Be unbelievable. If he did, who was it the recently Bernhard Longer? Wasn't he within two strokes? And he's almost, I mean, Freddie Couples was in started the day on, I think, in second place at, one, at a major two years ago. Oh, yeah. No, so, you can do it for one day. Yeah. You can do it for one day. You can't do it all the way to Sunday. It just, it's just, it's too hard. These guys are right. all too good. They go too low. And it's, it's, you really have to catch lightning in a bottle and make all those putts. It's tough. So, yeah, I don't want to see him shoot 78, miss the cut on Friday. Jack was 46 when he won the Masters. That Oldest. was one of the best sporting events I ever remember. And as I see the highlights and the stories and stuff told now, it gets even better. That was so cool. His kid was on the bag. That was, I mean, if you haven't watched it, I have a documentary uh, mm. about Jack saved on my DVR that I'll just touch once every six months or whatever just to watch and see it. You want to talk about roars. That was the first time I really watched the Masters as a kid. Mm. And I'm never all, all, you know, all you have is the back nine. You did, you did, they wouldn't show you the That's front it. nine. That's it. <laughs> they wouldn't show you the real, yeah. the, the, what's happening to start the damn thing. Yep. Yeah. Jack. So that's, I mean, Tiger's 45. So could, could he win at 47? Hell yeah. He can win at 47, 48, oh, 49, 100%. Never. You told me right now you want to bet Tiger Woods to win a major to pass Jack before he's done. Hundred percent, I'm betting yes. The hundred percent in his late forties, after almost losing his leg and dying in a car accident, can't write a better script. Yeah, nope. And I don't in think anything. The Masters is the tournament because it's the same course. It's yes. knowledge. It's it's the course. It's the tournament he will win when he breaks Jack. It'll be the tournament that he would win to break Jack. So, I don't think it's this year. Again, I'm gonna bet him not to make the cut, but I am betting on him. I'm hoping. I'm watching for him to do extraordinarily things. Just amazing, amazing things. It's just yeah. the likelihood of him being able to do all this. I mean, plus one twenty five to make the cut is incredible value. I'll give you that. It is you get plus money on it, but. I think the better bet is him to not make the cut and for him to go under first round. I think you're right. I think him shooting 73, 72 is very possible. I think one over is sort of like the target for me with Tiger on Thursday. Right. But the Friday round's the problem. Right. 80, 
81. Oh, don't say 80s. Oh, he can't go shoot 80. It's lurking. To me, it is. To me, that that's, oh, an like that's a, a upper 70s, lower 80s on Friday is very, <sighs> very possible. It'll suck. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he goes out there and shoots 71, 71. Be amazing. But I don't know. It's asking so much of this dude. 72, 76. Sign up for that right now. I'll take Does that. that make the cut? Uh, no, right. probably not. Right. Three over four over five. And normally that's right, right around. around. Yeah. Choose around three or four. So, so. 72, 76 kind of gets you. Gets you in the discussion. In the conversation. I mean, that's what they want. Right. I mean, and not to play an evil TV network executive, but Tiger being on the cut line playing 15 is a dream. Oh, Friday. Yeah. On Friday, <laughs> Tiger on the cut line going to Done. amen corner. Done. Is like the Done. world 15, 16, 17, 18 people are going to be on the edge of their seats, like go to a bar and watch everyone be just fixated on golf. And that's what you're going to see. Edge of their seat. Uh, it's funny. Fun. It, it might not even be on in the sports books. Really? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's big for us as fans of sport and it's big for Hold on. You don't, Wolf. if I go to a book on Friday and Tiger Woods is on the cut line, it'll be on one of the screens. It won't be, it might not be on the, the screen with sound. Wow. Yeah. That's what I mean. Your perception of golf is a bit. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go check this out Friday. I'm going to need to go take a video of this. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. You're telling me there's a bigger sporting event on Friday afternoon. Than Tiger Woods trying to make the mate trying to make the cut at the Masters. There'll be people that will want to watch horse racing, right? But the they're world. not going to. I mean, you won't put an NBA game on or something. I might listen, but yeah, you're telling me that horse racing is going to have the sound, not Tiger Woods trying to make the cut at the Masters at a sports book in Vegas. Eh, it, I mean, maybe it's some of them. Yeah. They might have, uh, let's see. I didn't look at this NBA schedule yet. Yeah, there might be an NBA game on. If it goes late. Well, he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be late. I mean, Tiger's going to tee off at, I think, two or three o'clock on Friday. Our time? No, Eastern time. Oh, I was going to say, he's not like, going to finish. No, 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 no. Um, tee off at like two o'clock because it only takes four, three and a half hours what they give to do the round. So, like the last, I think 240 is the last tee time, Eastern time that they go out. He'll be, he'll be one of the last guys out on Friday. Ooh, wow. Okay, so Just that's 11.40. So TV, for a variety of yeah, reasons. One there'll, TV. there'll be nothing else on. That'll be good. That'll be good timing. It'll be on. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, that's going to be Tiger 100%. There's nothing up against it because the NBA games won't start till 7 o'clock and he will be most likely, he'll be on like 17 or 18 if he's playing that late. Right. But most likely, because they, they're going to want him to know what he needs to shoot to make the cut. So they want him playing as late as possible. Mm. He'll know the entire round. He will know what he'll need to shoot to make the, to make the cut. Right. So the projected cut line and what they think it's going to wind up being and like, so he can go out there and, and, and he can shoot that. So all right, more on the masters coming up tomorrow and on Thursday, obviously. Okay. So let's jump in here with last night, North Carolina with, I mean, I'm calling it a miracle. It was a miracle cover. <laughs> I mean, that was a miracle. That was just a straight. Glad he stepped out of <laughs> brain cramp. I thought, all right, they're going to foul. 
Two free throws makes it five. I'm going to need a Hail Mary three to get this cover. Yeah. Or a missed free throw to get this cover. Yeah. And then the turnover gives the ball back to North Carolina. Air ball three, game over. Kansas with the biggest comeback in history, down 15 points. I'm mad at myself, Dave, because I didn't believe it. I should have bet money line at halftime. Didn't buy it. Did bet plus two and a half live. I did get that, but there were much On better Kansas? numbers. Yeah. Yeah. There were much better numbers out there, <laughs> yeah. but I had plus four and a half plus two and a half. I middled it both. Got it both. We got the, I got the over wrong and I got the money line uh, North Carolina bet wrong. So overall right. it was a two it was a two and two day for the championship game for me. But man, What'd you make of the end of game situation for Hubert Davis and not calling timeout when they were scrambling around down by three late? 20 seconds left. Come down and chuck a three from 29 feet. Yeah. It was terrible. I thought that was him getting overwhelmed by the moment because Coach K in that moment, everyone says Coach K calls too many timeouts. But he had a timeout, and I felt like the team was completely discombobulated, and they needed to calm down. And I was like, call timeout, call timeout, call timeout. And they're jacking shots they didn't need. They were down three, but they didn't need a three. Two would have yeah. worked perfectly fine. With 20 seconds left, they definitely two would have worked. It just, you know, it was, it was crazy. And I thought as I was watching it, I'm like, they're going to blow to cover. They're gonna they're gonna blow the cover. I text you're watching you. it. You're like, I text you. I said, I'm gonna lose this. I'm gonna lose this. I'm gonna yeah. lose this bet. <laughs> just, you just as we're watching it, you know. And I was watching it with Jess and, and Kendall the whole time. Told me Kansas was gonna win. Literally, Ooh. I had the eight year old saying Ken, wow. Kansas is gonna win. Kansas is gonna win. And I was like, Do you think so? And as I'm watching it come back, I'm like, Yep, this is this is they're coming right back. And when I saw the halftime line, I knew I knew that Kansas was gonna push back, come back, whatever. I didn't know they were gonna win. Mm. but you can't make that halftime line high enough. I mean, at the time they're up, they're down 15 and it's six and a half, which puts the game at eight and a half, which is the end game line. You can take Kansas plus eight and a half too good to be true. You just know that that's going to happen. And as you watched it, you get to the end of the game and you go, Oh man. So they get the kid to step out of bounds and North Carolina gets the ball and you got that North Carolina ticket. Are you rooting for them to make the shot to tie it to go to overtime at that point? Or are you going, I'll take the cover right now? <laughs> well, I had the plus 180 on the money line, though. So yeah. I was cheering for Carolina to win the damn thing. Yeah. So I want, I, I, and then I had the over. We, we, we wound up being five buckets short of the over. So like right. I wanted overtime. I was like, get me an overtime. Okay. If Carolina wins, I can sweep the board here. Right. <laughs> like, like yeah. I could have, I could have had a four and no day if that three goes and we're going to overtime. I need seven points in overtime to get to the over. I need Carolina to win the game and win the game by two. Right. <laughs> and then and then I'm and then I cash them all. Right. So yeah, I was I wanted that shot to go. That's funny because like there's a lot of people at that point in the book that are rooting for the miss. They got right. the ball. Just give me done. Like, yeah, right. Just miss, just <laughs> yes. miss because they got four, four and a half. Foul, they, right. They wanted they want Carolina to get fouled and hit two free throws. Right. Even then, which by the way, they don't foul. Like that was, I, I, I don't get that. that I would foul. It's just foul. I would foul. You can't lose. Yep. Just foul. I, Not in a shooting motion, but just when someone gets the ball, whack at them. Whack. That's it. Bang. Just, <laughs> just hit them. Just, just, yeah. Inbound yep. the ball, just hit him. Like, it's it. I, I don't understand, again, why they don't, but they didn't. And 
congratulations to Kansas for winning it. Oh, and, and what a win. Did. Um, I know a couple guys. I got a couple DMs. I feel bad, but they had North Carolina plus 175 or 175 to one to win it all. Oh, when they bet that, like, like July of last right, year, oh, right before the tournament. Circa had them 175 to one right before the tournament. So a couple guys I know in town, um, I call them, you know, the professor, mm. but you know, Richie and um, not Richie B, a different one. Okay. And um, Aaron Kessler, who works at WinBet now, former, um, you know, bookmaker downtown, long time. Up 15 and half time. What are you doing if you have a plus 175 ticket? He don't hedge. Like, oh, he, he don't hedge. I, I I mean, I wanted to text him. and He texted oh. me before and said, I got a box at uh, at uh, Skybox at uh, BetMGM, I think. He said, you're more than welcome to come, but no Kansas rooting. <laughs> you know, and he said right. it in a text just yep. like that. And I knew what that meant because I knew he had the ticket. So I'm like, cool. I said, well, good luck. You know, and I, I knew – He's been yeah. so close so many times, and he's like, "I'm not hedging." And you can you can follow him on Twitter. He said Aaron Kessler. He's he said he wasn't hedging. He didn't hedge. He's been in these positions so many times and just has never got there. I would have hedged, but you know that's just me. Like I would have bet Kansas before the game on the money line just to be. But sure. halftime, you could have gotten plus five hundred. So the other guy did. Okay. Um, you know, Dickie did, um, and. and He's like, it could have been an absolute monster day because, you know, 175 right. to one. He had stood to win a nice chunk of change. And, you know, a hundred buck bet. <laughs> it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a good yeah. chunk of change. So he took, he took Kansas at halftime um, and, you know, said, could have been a gigantic day, still a decent day. Um, but man, we were close. Like, yeah. Damn. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. But props to everybody. People were, Somebody on Twitter wrote to me, if I'm on a book right now, I'm scouring the trash can for Kansas money line tickets. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. He's like, 100%. And then he wrote back to me afterwards. He goes, see, <laughs> told you. I was like, hell of a call, man. I didn't buy it. I I, I was not a believe at halftime. I did not believe it. I wasn't going to bet it. And then I kind of panicked bet uh, like three minutes into the second half when I got plus two and a half. I was like, oh, shit. Yep. I was like, this is bad. <laughs> I was like, let me yeah, at least start at the half on a 10 0 run. It was yeah. Like, I, I, we and it came down. They were down five. Boom. And, and that eight and a half was zoop and oh. went, went down fast. So, I, so yeah. I, I panicked bet and bet two and a half. And I luckily got KU plus two and a half. Yeah. But I was like, uh oh, this is bad. Like you just saw right out of the gate that Carolina looked different. They had a different look in their eye, different, you know. Over halftime, I think the injury stiffened up. I think Love got stiff. I think Baycott got stiff. I think halftime was a bad deal. All the pregame preparation that they did, they couldn't cut. They couldn't move. They couldn't play defense. And K and Kansas came out on fire. Like they were. Whatever Bill Self says, was unbelievable. He just, you know, he yeah. he just started making shots, and he started putting uh, Braun hit a, yeah. hit a shot or two. Like it was like layups. I mean, fast break. Yeah. I mean, look. People make fun of Barkley a lot, right? They're like, Chuck's an idiot. Chuck's stupid. He had the most accurate assessment of the first half where he said, hey, I don't know who made the game plan about throwing the ball in, in inside to go against the bigs. He goes, you're not playing against the Munchkin Nova team anymore. What are you doing? Run the basketball. You're supposed to run and go up tempo. 
this was a horrible game plan. They're down 15 because of the coach. It's like, holy shit. Like, okay, Chuck, that's a, and he was a hundred percent correct. Yeah. With his assessment of what Kansas had to do in the second half and what got them down 15. Yep. Cause they came out and they went up tempo, man. Yeah. Fast, fast, fast. And KU's defense, I, I, I think it was underrated all year. I think that the difference, why did Kansas win? Yeah, they had Obaji and yeah, they had good offensive weapons, but their defense is why. I mean, they they won it all because of their defensive effort on, you know, throughout the entire tournament. They were great defensively. Can't believe that floor costs. Well, you know, we talked about it yesterday. And I was tweeting at you, uh, you know, yeah. that Baycock, you know, the game they moved. It that, did. That floor 100% moved. It gave. It gave out. I mean, he's a big dude. And it's a heavy guy. And he puts all of his weight on that right ankle. And the floor gives out. And he rolls his ankle. And that essentially ended it for North Carolina. It sucks. But I hate those floors. Those elevated floors suck. And they feel weird when you walk on them. They don't have the same type of grip. They don't have the same stability, obviously. I mean, how does that happen? Multi-million dollar event. And the kid's ankle gets rolled in a huge, as he's driving to the basket down, I think they're down two at the time. Yeah. And he rolls the ankle, turnover, they score, goes down four. Sucks. Yeah. That was no bad. way around it. It was bad, bad, bad. bad. I, I, I tweeted it too. Like, I mean, and Jess was watching. She's like, I don't like this elevated floor. Nope. And I was like, why? And she said, it just wanted, I don't like that they come up to it, but two, like somebody could get hurt. What if they fall off or there's this, that, whatever. And I'm like, okay, you know, and then boom, he rolls his ankle. And I was like, man, these women know everything. <laughs> I say nobody knows shit all the time, but I was like, how'd you know that? She's like, I told you. Oh, here we go. Okay. So what do we do next year as we go through our postmortem and we look to bet next year? What do we do with the unders next year? First half unders, game unders, Sweet 16, Elite 8, National Championship, and Final Four. If you bet just unders on all of them, you made a killing. Did you? Yes. First half unders, game unders, starting the Sweet 16, all the way through. Put the research department on it. I will. Put the I mean, it was 10 games. and 1. Remember, I mean, Sweet 16 first half was under was was uh Sweet 16 was first half unders were eight and oh. Elite eight were uh what was it? It three was and three one. and one. And then five and then last night, first half under, game under. Yeah. I mean, it's significantly up if you bet all these. Yeah. Somebody made a point on Twitter that I want to get your take on because I thought it was kind of interesting. Does the fact that we're so heavily into the transfer portals means that the offensive efficiencies aren't as good across the country into the tournament? Like defense, you can learn because defense is effort, but offense is a lot of practice and getting to know each other and knowing tendencies and what you guys like to do. Do we look at betting unders more next year? Uh, I don't know what we're doing next year, but I can tell you this. I think basketball in general. Go watch a, a youth tournament. We used to run plays when we were young. Like you used to have a purpose and you set screens and you moved. And it's a lot of just like, not street ball, I want to say. It's just a lot of one-on-one -on -one and it's a lot of like, offense is different. It's Jack and shots. Yeah, it's just a lot of 
a lot of people shooting a lot of threes that probably shouldn't be shooting threes. The game's changed. So I, I don't think offense is as good as, as it used to be just at the youth level working its way up. And you're starting to see the results of that. Like I see it, I equate it to like a lot of the stuff that I see in softball, right? A big coach in softball all these years, over a decade. And I kept saying all along, like somebody has to stress defense because everybody's learning how to hit mm. and you're getting, you know, launch angle and all these other things. And like, Offense is great, but when it comes to the end and having to win a game, you got to still play defense. Same thing in basketball. The numbers have to be adjusted because you're taking what you're doing in the regular season and applying it to the tournaments a lot. And it's, I mean, just we know people that are blindly betting every under. There's no thought. Just there's 32 games in the first round. Bet them all under in the first half of any game. Usually comes out ahead. So, I mean, I hope we're, you know, I hope we're doing the show next year to remember to bet the games under. But I don't know. Do you think it's a it's a blind, like, are you going to put it in a, a reminder in your phone? So when it comes up, you're going to go, oh, it's time to bet all the unders next year. No, I don't believe in betting blind i don't believe in betting 32 wagers blind as well but i do think it's worth looking at games with in particular totals over 148 like it's interesting like they they do go over but in college basketball in particular in the later part of the tournaments i mean we talked about yesterday they, they opened at 153 game closed at 151 it was the right move. I mean, it was the, the move was down. The game finished 141. So it's a I I think it's interesting to look at that and go, all right, how do we assess pressure situations? How do teams handle it? How do you know in dome stadiums, in non-basketball venues, you know, raised floors? I, I really liked the over last night a lot. I, I thought we were gonna see it. And then we just went through stretches for both teams where they just weren't hitting shots. They weren't scoring so it's just something i mean i don't blindly bet anything but i think it's worth remembering that because of the transfer portal we might be seeing in particular in tournament games lower scoring games i don't think i mean like i said it to somebody last night um i wish the duke guys were coming back mm. like i i mean you know because back in the day we used to you know what would we be talking about we would be talking about how good those kids are mm. and how excited I would be to watch them play next year to see what they could do because they ran into, you know, the end of the game. They missed their free throws in North Carolina made them and beat them. And I want to see those that group play together again next year with a year of reps and a year of practice and another season of playing together. Their offense would get better. They They would know what to do. Now you got the whole thing gone. You know, Coach K gone, yes, but like most of them are gone. They're not coming back. They're going to the league. Can't blame them. But yes, offense used to be better because used to play together a year, two years, three years. Transfer portal combined with one and duns. You get Kentucky losing to St. Peter's. Yeah, right. You get you get crazy stuff to happen. That's fine. Is it just it's a different game? It's not the same game. 
Hmm. It's going to be really interesting. All right, quick NFL, and then we'll get to some NBA coming up here. NFL tonight. news, really? Yeah. You did you see what happened yesterday? Oh, it's a pretty a big trade. trade. Yeah, Saints and Eagles. Yeah, it's a, it's a big trade. Swapping first round picks. The Saints now have the 16th pick. Yeah. Eagles now have the 18th pick. Saints have the 19th pick. Eagles have the 101st pick. Saints have the 194th pick. Eagles have the the 237th pick. And then they get a first round pick next year and a second round pick in 2024. Oh my. I mean, who do the Saints like? This is interesting to me that the Saints would go all in like this because they must feel like they're going to try to compete right now because you don't do this deal. Cause the Eagles got the whale end of this. I mean, I love this. If I'm, if I'm an Eagles fan and I know my team is most likely not winning the Super Bowl next year. I love this for long-term success. Huh. Saints go short term at a first round pick for this coming year. I want to know who they're, who they're so in love with. The Eagles still have two first round picks on top of that. They had three. Now they have two. Right. Going into it, going into this, who do the Saints like this much? I mean, they've got Jameis the now. Knows. No, but I mean, like, did you expect? I mean, does it make any? Does this make sense to you? If you're the Saints, do you like this? If you're a Saints fan, do you like this we that they're trying to win this, now? The NFC's legit. Like, you can Open. take your shot right yep. now. And they are. This is what this is. I think what what this to me it signals that that the Saints are like shit. Why not? Well, us. I mean, we've got a good defense. We got right. Michael Thomas probably coming back. We've got Alvin Kamara. We like Jameis. Get two more weapons, offense, defense. We might get ourselves into the playoffs in the, or you know, in, into the Super Bowl. The goal right now, if I'm in the NFC, is to just get in the playoffs. You know, figure out a way. Once you're in, you'll work it out. We either got to be Tampa or you got to be Green Bay, most likely. But are we yeah. sure Green Bay is going to be good? No, uh, I mean I don't. Are we sure? I, we, I mean, we, we, I mean, we, 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 you were saying this over and over again. And in the back of my brain, I'm keep on, I keep on going. Like, yeah. are we? Am I sure the Green Bay is going to be I'm good? Because sure. I, I don't know if I'm all that sure the Green Bay is going to be all that good. No, I'm not. I mean, he's obviously one of the best ever, but. He ain't got no Alan help. Lazard. I mean, you're counting on Alan Lazard to be the number one weapon in that offense. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. <laughs> like they can run the ball and play defense, I guess. But like, it's not why you give Rogers what you gave Rogers. You're expecting him to throw the ball 30 times a game. This is, this is what happens, right? When you get the guy, all the money, you gotta, you better hope you got guys with them that can run. that can do the thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know. Every third down, when Aaron Rodgers went back to pass, where's Devontae Adams? Oh, dink, 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 dink. I just I just wonder what happens when he gets in trouble. <laughs> like, where's my guy? Oh shit, he's in he's in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> like that's I just wonder. Like that's a huge situation for me. And then MVS is out. I know what people like knock MVS for his hands and whatnot, but I don't know. I liked him. I thought it was good. I I'm not sold. And maybe that's what the saints say too. Like everyone's like, wait, why are we so like one, two with this? Are we sure there's not like a chance to, it could be Tampa and us. Like that's the one too. I'm not even sure it's Tampa. 
That, mean, they got guys okay. coming back. I mean, Todd Bowles is the head coach now. Like, there's <laughs> a lot point. of things happening. Like that. Right. I agree. So maybe that's why they're doing the deal. Like, hey, let's get two first round picks in here and let's go for it. I don't hate it. They got first year head coach. They got the defense to compete. You know, that's the that's the key. I, I always goes back to the defense. I, I just I, I since the beginning of time for me with sports, if you can play defense, you can compete every single sport. So, yeah, it's it's again. I don't know who they're picking. I don't know who even who they'd be interested in. And I personally, I don't even care. I just, <laughs> I really don't. The draft stuff, it's such noise. Like I, it's noise, but the strategic part of it's not noise. I think you can you you can look into how the team is approaching the season by deals like this. Yeah. T- to me, this says yeah. the Saints think that they're live. Fair. I'll that re- they think that they're that live. The Eagles think they're not. Compete. I think the Eagles know they're not. Mm. They're in a crap division, and they got a really a, a big rebuild ahead of them. They they know this. They I mean, they're not even sold that Jalen Hurts is their guy. Yeah. So they don't even know if they have a quarterback or not. Damn. Do you think they have a quarterback? They made the playoffs last year. So, okay. Do, does Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts the franchise? face in two seasons the franchise face he's the quarterback right now exactly what we got well that's the problem because they don't want a right now guy they want a franchise guy oh you don't win with a right now guy guy. you don't get a franchise guy until it becomes the franchise guy what are you talking about what are you talking about you think think trevor lawrence is not a franchise guy i have no idea trevor Trevor lawrence is going to be the quarterback for the next five years for the for the the jacksonville jaguars guaranteed yes he will be there all that he will be, or sorry, four years. He will be their face for the next four seasons, guaranteed. Yes, he is their guy. Win or lose, Trevor Lawrence is the guy all the way until he gets to his rookie deal. The last year of his rookie deal, then they'll make the decision whether or not he's their guy. But he's their guy. Okay. 100%. Like you don't draft a guy first overall, start him all those games. Like, yes, Trevor Lawrence is their guy. So it's not, you don't just have to win. If you're taken where you're taken in the draft, you just have it by default until you get to your last. I mean, it's like Jameis with the with his deal with Tampa. He was there all the way until, and they're like, okay, we'll play one more year with you on your rookie deal, and then we got to make a move. And they made a move, and they made a move, and they got rid of him. I think a lot of guys work under the current under the current five year plan. Yeah, the the contracts are geared towards keeping that guy in place because it's cheap. It's it's inexpensive to have him there to have a quarterback on the rookie deal. That's why I mean that's until you get to Mahomes status, then you got to pay him eight billion dollars, <laughs> give him half the franchise, basically. Good luck with that. All right, so we are going to embark after the Masters into one of the more interesting times in Vegas history because the draft. You mentioned it. It's not a game. It's an activity. Nobody needs to be hydrated or well-rested to go to the draft. Correct. Will you go to Gronk Beach? Hell the no. first. Are you nuts? The first announcement of what will be a hellacious, party-filled, drunken, five-day stupor. Oh, look at Farah pulling the Gronk Beach logo. Look, look at, at that. that. I didn't tell him to do that. He pulled that. That's phenomenal. That's great. Will you go to Gronk Beach? Flo Rida, Rick Ross. Oh, I'm the- going. Flo Rida's going to be there? Yes. Hell yeah, I'm going. Cascade. Look at this. Oh. Gronk Beach is going to be in 
insane. Wait a second. Who's going to be there? I don't give a crap about Gronk. Those give DJs me. are all going to be there. Flow Rider? Uh-huh. Oh, Rick Ross. Gronk was on stage. Gronk was on stage two days ago with Vanilla Ice singing Ice Ice Baby. See, I don't need to hear Gronk sing. With Vanilla Ice. He was just on there dancing and singing. He'll be on stage with Flo Rida. 100%. That's great. Dancing with Flo Rida. This is what we're going to deal with for the next, like, we're going to get a trickle effect of all these parties for the draft. It's going to be one of the most insane. Like, we've talked about the NBA All-Star game and just how crazy that was when it came here. Yeah. It might be on that level. Yeah. Of just straight lunacy. Yep. Because there's no games. No one needs, no, nobody needs to worry about. Like, I was talking to a guy at who, who cover, uh, how do I say this? I was talking to a media member who covers the NFL. Yep. And the combine, he was saying, you know, the combine is like this crazy drunk fest because yep. the coaches and scouts and agents and players, like, if you're in the NFL, it's just like a watching thing. Like you don't need to be rested or recover. So the draft's the same thing. Yeah. Like, what do I need to do? Have a suit on and be able to walk on a stage. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous here. Yep. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Oh, who's leaving by the way. Like I, I, I was talking to someone the other day, like normally like for in New York, we all went to the first round Thursday. And then like, if you didn't need to be there, like you left, you just went home. Like Friday, I left Friday. I went to the first round of the draft and I left on Friday. Right. No one's leaving. They're no, staying. They wrap their trip around. <laughs> they're staying five days. Yeah, they're going to. Well, listen, we just, we hung out with some people that tried to stay three days. They were, they were toast after two. They yep. were like, man, I'm the, 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 uh-uh. there's a lot of people at Bet Bash that look like shit on Sunday and <laughs> felt like shit last night. Yeah. So. You're going to try to do four days of the NFL draft weekend with the parties and all the stuff. You better hydrate. You better go slow. Ed Egros, our friend, wrote sent me a text <laughs> yesterday morning. I'm never drinking ever again. <laughs> That's what he said. He was he was uh, he was he was having a good time on Sunday night. Like I was thinking, hey, easy Ed. It ain't going to be easy to get up tomorrow, Ed. It's nope. gonna, he yeah. said he, he said I'm driving home to LA right now. I'm never drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, it, it looked like that. It was that type of day. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you're a Laker fan, Dave, uh, drinking maybe uh, a recipe tonight. Suns minus 12. They have a chance to send the Lakers. Exactly fishing. what I said yesterday. I want that clip tweeted. We're going to get did. I'm gonna, I'm you nailed that. Him. 100%. Ask I asked him. you what the line was. You said 12. 12. I said start at 12. Yep. And as we're speaking right now, my. <laughs> the board is lighting up going up or down it's 12 and a half wow. everywhere it's 13 at westgate and circa yeah it's so funny. our guy doug franz at props arizona this morning was tweeting about it this is sharpening the knives getting out the hatchet getting out the axe <laughs> and they want to cut their damn head off tonight I mean, the Suns are, this is motivation for Phoenix to rip the heart out of the Lakers tonight. Oh, oh. I, I mean, I'm not betting it. I may have a Suns money line in a parlay or something because I think it's too many points. But I was surprised, and you live there, and, and Doug's there now and been there for 15 years. Like, this game is big for Suns fans. Like, they they want this tonight. 
This is the celebration of the season. Yay. This is this is dance on the body. This is this is we're doing it all tonight. We're celebrating the whole season tonight with a blowout. I mean, I, the fans are going to be hyped up. It's, it's it was. I'm telling you, it was for a meaningless a regular game. season game. It's incredible. It means nothing to the Suns, but it means everything to the Suns now. It means everything to the fans. Yes, this is. I'm telling you, this is <laughs> when you get a chance to make sure that the king is dead, like. As the natives, this don't is miss. It. This take, is it. Take yeah. the shot and don't miss. Yeah, this is. I mean, I can imagine they probably like all day hype, like with the fans and stuff. The Coyotes stink. Mm. I mean, embarrassingly stink. Mm. Um, D backs aren't going to be good. They're, they're not playing yet. This is the focus. This is they have the spotlight right now, and the team's the number one seed and the favorite to win the whole thing. This is the year. You get the Lakers coming in to end the season, to end their season, 12 and a half. I don't think it's enough. This may be blowout central. Because, like, what are the Lakers going to do? Are they going to compete? They're going to go, they're going to save the season. They're quitting. They're done. It's just, it's, it's over. They're playing the string out. Does LeBron play? (laughs) No, this line move indicates a no. Are you nuts? I don't think so. Uh, do you think he plays? I don't, but if you're a Laker fan, how does that make you feel? If you're a Laker fan and you ain't been pissed off yet and you ain't going to get just pissed off tonight because he ain't playing, you Fair. should already be mad. Fair. Right? I told you, he's not a Laker. <laughs> you keep saying that. You're actually, not a Laker. Yeah, he ain't he's a Laker. Not, he's not a Laker. So that's, and that's why he can sit out this game because he's not a Laker. Because sat out on Sunday and then true. sat on the sideline and smiled and laughed and – you know, I, 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 the ankle don't feel good. I feel good, though. But they don't feel good. You, you think he'll play against the Thunder in two days? No. If they lose tonight, He both him and AD won't play again. AD shouldn't be playing anyway. Oh, I think you're wrong. I think he plays another game. LeBron? Yeah. Oh, because he won the scoring title. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe for, for that selfish reason, which, man... <laughs> He will be roasted by NBA media if right? he does. If he does that, if he sits this game and they lose, and they're mathematically eliminated, and LeBron plays to get the scoring title, oh <laughs> boy, that's bad news, right there. He's happy it's Masters Week. I can tell you that. I would agree with you, hundred <laughs> percent. Take the spotlight off me. Hey, uh, hey, how did Tiger do? Hey, yeah, go, go ask Eldrick how he played. Like. Stay away from me. Because you'll yeah. have a master's hat on. <laughs> they're coming. They're, the people will be coming after LeBron if he plays. If he misses tonight and they lose and they're out of the playoffs and he plays again. Boy, that's gonna be something. They play at Golden State on Thursday. If he don't play tonight, why would I don't he play know if he again? He plays on Thursday at Golden State, but he plays, I think they are at oh. home against the Thunder on Friday. That's correct. Yeah. Then they end the year at Denver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Un-freaking believable. You, you, I, I you can't wait laying to see. or taking 12 if you could right now? If I had to, I'm laying it. 
if you had but, to. Yeah, sure. I just, I don't. I'm Can't not, take it, the Lakers. I'm not interested in laying 12, 12 and a half, 13 points in an NBA game. Totals 231 and a half. Oh, my. Got to be under. over. Under. You like under? Lakers aren't scoring. Who's Lakers aren't. Unless you like 140 points of the Suns. They, they give up a buck 30. Right. If, if, if you think the Suns is going 140 points, then maybe the over. But otherwise, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm not getting 140 from the Suns, that game's not going over. Lakers right. might score 100. Might score 100. Yeah. It's a big, big might play. in my mind on that. Yeah. All right. So that goes to the next game. This, the, the Brooklyn Nets are 1-20 in 20 over their last 21 games, ATS. How the hell are they 17 and a half point favorites? One tonight? in 20? Yeah. Over the last 21 games at home. ATS. Dear Lord. Seven. How are they 17 and a half points favored over the Rockets tonight? 17. Pain is 17 everywhere. It's come down, I guess. Okay, so now it's down to 17. But it was 17 and a half this morning. Yeah. How? I have to open. How are we justifying this? I mean, I know the Rockets stink. Okay. Yeah. But they're in the play in game. They know they're in the play in tournament. They can't improve themselves. They're stuck in it. Yep. So it's, I guess you could move around from 10 to nine and not have a, not play the, the seven seed, but does it really matter who you play in the play in tournament? Right. This so, seems like a ridiculous line. It is. It's a ridiculous game. This last week is a ridiculous week. The NBA. There's a lot of there's a lot of games. This is, I I I call these skill shots in the room. Mm. Come up with a number. Houston, Brooklyn. I don't know. Eighteen. Oh, really? That seems high. What are you going to make it? Fifteen? We're going to just bet. I mean, I need to get a bet on the Rockets. That's all I'm trying to do. Give me a number where somebody goes, oh, wow. That's too many points, and that's what you need to do. So you can't make this 12. You can't make this anything less than 15 to start. So you have to put it 17 and a half, two touchdowns in a field goal, and you still don't cover. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, I don't know. I Again, there's a lot of passes today on the board, on the NBA board. There's a lot of passes this week. This is a hard pass for me as far as a bet, but I know in the room, this will be one of the least handled games because when, when you see these spreads, mm. this keeps everybody off. You can't feel good about either side. You take Houston, they're one of the worst teams in the league, and you end up losing by 20, and you go, why did I do that? Or you take Brooklyn after you just said they're 1-20 in, in their last 21 ATS and go, um, yeah. I'm going to lay that. And then they win by 10, <laughs> never covering like the whole game. And you go, why did I do that? So when you get two, why did I do that? When you go to look at a game, it's usually a pass. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's, I don't, the only side is plus 17 and a half. That's, that's it. the, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from our guy, Joe Osborne, wild trend, wild stat from covers. The Nets are one in twenty ATS in the last twenty-one home games as a favorite. Excuse me, sorry, I forgot, okay. I f- right. forgot the last part there. Okay. okay, as a home favorite, the Nets are one in twenty, yeah. and they're seventeen-point favorites 17. against the Rockets tonight. Ridiculous. But all the home stats for Brooklyn, you got to throw out because Kyrie didn't play, so they're a different team now because Kyrie can play at home. So, like, don't put too much stock into those. 
going forward, especially for the playoffs. Although, I mean, I, personally, I'm hoping they lose the playing game and we can just be done with them and we Agreed. get down to the real nitty gritty. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I just don't because I don't think they can win it. Right. Yet they're Brooklyn and they were the favorite before the season. And like the Lakers are doing us all a favor by not making the play. Some, somebody, Jordan in the chat just put out an interesting question. Mm. He said LeBron is a all-time Laker great for bringing a championship, no matter what or how it happened. Wow. Do really? you do you subscribe to that? Do Laker fans subscribe to that? No. Not the ones I know. Yeah, I don't know if they do either. I mean, the long time, the ones my age, okay, the ones that are 40, mid-40s, like All I right. who watched Magic, who remember Pat Riley, who went through Kareem and and Worthy and the guys who were Lakers, Showtime Lakers, and then the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. LeBron is like a Johnny come lately. Like he jumped into the pool because the water was warm. It was Kurt, showtime. It was the Kurt Lakers. Rambis is more of a Laker than, than Agreed. LeBron. I would agree right. wholeheartedly, 100% about that. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, he won one in four years. He won it in the bubble. And he has essentially orchestrated a situation where the Lakers are screwed for years to come. They've got salary cap issues. They've got all sorts of problems because they've allowed LeBron to dictate everything. And there hasn't been somebody above saying, "Uh, uh, 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 like, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. We're not getting Russell Westbrook. That's a dumb idea. All right, we'll get, I mean, magic goes on, on ESPN on the get up. It was yesterday or the day before. Did you see that clip? I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. He says, we could have had DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And instead we have Russell Westbrook. Like, that's when when magic is saying those things publicly, Laker yeah. fans are going to turn their back real quick on the yeah. block. Real no quick. No doubt. Agree. A LA kid wanted to come home, wanted to play in the Lakers, could have had LeBron, DeRozan, and AD. And nope, he wanted Westbrook instead. That's yeah. not good. I, yeah. That's a bad situation. That's like Larry Bird coming in and, and saying something bad about the Celtics. Like you don't want Larry, you don't want Magic talking about roster moves and that LeBron is orchestrating bad moves. As great of a player as he is, LeBron, I can't get the word carpetbagger out of my head. Right? I told you. And then what are you fighting me on that for? Then I told yeah. you. Absolutely, it's what it is. You know, and he just goes and goes and goes. Like I mean. You know, to move to Miami, I'm going to take my talents and all that other stuff. But I, you understood that move because yeah. of what the super team was going to do, the yes. lifestyle changing. He could have yes. stayed there for the rest of his career and nobody would have thought anything of it. You would have understood it. It's right. a one-time move. It looked strange, but I got it. I understood why he was going there. And then he won multiple championships and they were an all-time great team. Like They were incredible. Yeah. The Lakers situation is a different story. Yep. That's going because, oh, it's good for my brand. I can go start my movie career. I can do Space Jam 2. Did you see that, by the way? No. I didn't either. Shows you where that movie is. Yeah. Because us with kids and sports fans and like, it would make sense. I had no interest in it. It's like, eh, no thanks. No. Pass. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, 
it's always fun to root against the Lakers. It always was. But then when they got, you know, when I enjoyed the Shaq and Kobe like show. Oh my I, goodness. How can I, you not? Yeah. I, so, I hate, I hated Kobe Bryant the same way I hated Derek Jeter. Right. How can you not respect the holy hell out of the guy? Right. You watch him. You're like, oh shit, here he goes. Like you just, yeah. you, you know, what's going to happen. They're an all time great. Like you, 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 but you, you have a hard time hating on them because of what they represent. Like, right. If they're on your team, you're <laughs> like, True. you're obsessed. Like you're just, this is the greatest saying, dude ever. Saying LeBron is like, uh, is an all time great Lakers. Can you say a rod is an all time great? Yankee? Oh gosh. That's a, great comparison although i don't put a rod in the same category I mean, he went and won a championship there right you like, won one but right, i mean but, a rod has won yeah. one <laughs> lebron's yeah. got multiple in multiple cities so but, i mean that's that's that that's what it kind of feels like i mean like as far as just going to the city and then going oh well, boston you know, fans would say that boston fans would equate lebron and a rod because their level of distaste is the same for right. similar reasons for that matter right i mean cry babies and over exaggerations and placating and you have to make sure that they're perfect. Everything's got to be right. World can't be a little bit off for them to be happy. Yeah. So it's not like the blue collar Philadelphia, Boston type, like, you know, put on your hard hat and go to work type of thing. Right. Not LeBron. No. no. <laughs> Water's going to be 81 degrees. Can't be 82. It's going to be perfect. Just how we <laughs> like it. Okay. You know, I need the sun to be in the right angle. Can't just be a little bit off. Okay. Need the right type of car. Need my, you know, my refreshments, things in the, in, in the locker room type of, <laughs> type of crap. Right. And just and people get very angry. People from New England get very turned off by that in Philadelphia. Same thing. Right. Chicago and, you know, Pittsburgh and yep. your blue collar cities. They don't like that type of, foo-foo stuff that's what lebron's been it's been a lot of foo-foo stuff Imagine if he stayed in cleveland though the whole he time. would have been a legend but he would have won one ring would have been one maybe two right. you know i, I he, he doesn't run off the run that he has right now right speaking of cleveland prop story of the day you guys oh. can go on props.com right now so on that story you guys can go read Every day we put up different stories like this. This story is being written by our guy, Matt LaMarca. He thinks that betting on the Cavaliers to miss the playoffs is a good bet. Right now, you can get it at plus 172 at FanDuel, which is essentially, he thinks it's a 50-50 uh, coin flip, but he thinks the odds are too low on this. He thinks there's a good shot that they're not going to make the postseason. I don't know. I mean, do you recommend betting these types of things this late in the year? I was stunned at this. I was like, wait, there's like five days. There's five games left. We're going to bet the Cavs to miss the playoffs. Oh, that's tough. For, I, I was tough for me to get behind. I was like, I don't know. It's like, do you know something? I don't about the way Cleveland's going to play here. They're 43 and 36 at the moment. So to, to make the playoffs is one of the eight. They have to win the plan. Okay. Yes. Right. So yeah. So they they go to the play so and get it. Then, yes. I mean, because they're going to be in the play, and so that doesn't right. count. They have to actually make the playoffs. Right. Okay. Good point. So you got to figure out the matchup and well, what the see. odds will be. So if they play, I mean, it's not it's not really a bad bet if you think they're going to lose. If they win, if they win the first play in game, they have to. Well, if they win the first playing game, they're in. If they lose, yeah. The so Cleveland game, versus Brooklyn as of right now. See, I mean, they're dogs. 
Dog. With plus money at plus 172. So you like it? Plus As of right now, because I mean, Hawks are 41 and 37. They're a game and a half back. Hornets are 10 and a half games back. Brooklyn, 10 and a half games back. There's three games left in the regular season for Cleveland. Against, they play Orlando Magic. today. Yeah, Magic tonight. And then they play. Uh, oh, they play at Brooklyn and then home for Milwaukee. Oh, they could go two and one. They go two and one. They're still most likely going to be the seven seed. They go zero and three. Chance that they're the, they're the eight nine game. Mm. It's interesting. That's I mean that's really that that that's an interesting bet. You got to kind of handicap the week. Um. Hawks are bet. 15 and seven, 15 and seven over the last 22 games. And the Nets have Durant and Irving Cavaliers won't have, no matter who they play, according to Matt, no matter who they play, Cavs won't have the best player on the floor. Which Definitely is not true. Trey young or Kevin Durant. Correct. Wow. The, the, the bet intrigues me. I, I I'm not going to lie. The bet intrigues me because I I've loved this was always a fun, like last couple of weeks for me, trying to figure out what the matchups are going to be. I've been doing it in hockey every day, like looking like this team's going to play this team. This team's going to be favored. I'm already thinking of series prices, mm-hmm. what it would be, what the perception would be, what guys would bet. I think that this would be one of those bad guy bets. I, I, I do. I think that they would look to fade. They're always looking to fade. They're never looking to back. They're okay. always looking to take the no, take the, you know, take the book side and everything. But I think they would look to bet this. I, I mean, depending again on the, I mean, they got three games. They're going to be dogs in two. Mm, left. And there'll probably be a dog in the playoff, in the playing game. Might not be enough. Plus 172. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So you guys can go shop that right now. FanDuel's got a plus 172 for the Cavaliers to miss the postseason right now. Mm-hmm. Matt LaMarca likes that at props.com. You guys want to go ahead and jump on that. You guys can get more stories like sure. that right. on props.com. All right. A couple hockey games. Toronto yesterday goes way over six to two. You weren't entirely correct by saying it was going to hit in the early second, but it hit in the second. And mm. back at it on a back to back. Toronto, Florida. It's already seven. <laughs> it's already seven. Books aren't even playing around. They're like, okay, eight goals yesterday. We're going back. We're just going to put this and we're going to go to seven here. How do you feel about Toronto and Florida going over on a back-to-back? Bad spot, bad spot on a back-to-back. But Agreed, right? Yeah. It seems like the, now that it hits seven, I would say under. They got the backup goalie in there. Um, I still would bet over. Okay. I would still bet over. Although it's over minus a quarter. Like mm. this is <laughs> wow. South Point is over minus thirty. Are they at seven? Se- it's seven everywhere. It's wow. over minus thirty. They're at seven everywhere, which means the next move. I mean, you can't go seven over minus forty. You got to go to seven and a half. You ain't got seven and a half in a hockey game. But this would be one where there would be ten goals scored. You know, you got the backup for Toronto confirmed. As the playing goal, Jack Campbell was amazing last night. I watched six a two. lot of that hockey game. Six two win. Yeah, he stood on his head. <clears throat> Over still Act- hit. 
<laughs> actually, and showed me a little bit that maybe that's going to be the first round matchup as of right now, Toronto, Tampa Bay. It's unfortunate for Toronto because I don't think Heck they can yeah, beat them in a series. <laughs> but, but I think it showed the Tampa that we're going to be here and we're going to, if we get the goaltending, we can beat you as they did last night. I'd bet over. I would, are you, would you lean under because it's seven? Are you going to flip or you're, you're, you're I'm not touching it. these are games. I'm not betting. So we'll, okay. we'll, we'll do some better to book at games, but okay. When I bring these up here, these are games to get your take on for the audience because I'm not touching them because I don't know what to make of these games. I think I would bet under in this game because it's seven and a, and a back-to-back for Toronto scoring six goals last night. Uh, I mean, tired legs could come into play. It could be a 5-1 win for one of these two teams, but it could also be 6-5. <laughs> like right. could, You just could fly over. It could be 4-4. Four, four. I think what I'll probably wind up doing is watching it in-game a little bit and, and seeing what the in-game price goes to. And if we get like a goal really quick and early in the first five minutes of the game, that's one, nothing. I might go, okay, this game's going to be stupid. Go ahead and bet the over. And even though maybe seven and a half still jump in and be like, okay, I'm comfortable with going to seven and a half before it really spikes to eight, (laughs) eight and a half gets on a crazy run. But I mean, in-game could be, or maybe wait if it scores fast and bet the under, if I get nine in-game, bet the under and see if we can sweat out. Maybe I like, Yesterday, I went on with Gabe and Cam, and they were all over Toronto. Like they okay. said, plus a goal and a half, you know, bet the game. They were, they initially were thinking under because it was going to be more of a playoff game. And I said, yeah, I, I thought the same thing too, but just the yeah, power the plays. Yeah. It's just too much to overcome. Campbell kept them out. It should have probably been 6 4. Mm. That's the type of game I think you get tonight because you get the possible. and Florida yep. scores a lot of goals. So, yeah, I, I'm leaning over. I was pissed off. The Bruins game, I had the over in that game oh. at cash, but I had the Bruins game, and it was 2-2 going into the third period. And I was like, all right, I just need one goal by each team or we're good. 3-2 final. Did you me. watch that game? I only watched bits. I was popping in and out of it. So I watched a little bit of it live, but I watched the highlights multiple times. Marshawn, he he hit a guy. <clears throat> it wasn't a clean hit. It was not a clean hit. Little ball of hate. <laughs> he, he does, does, he does. It better than anybody. The whole arena, like the team, they wanted they to kill him. him. They, yep, oh they all my do. god! And he loves it. He soaks it up, and he loves it. He loves He's to so be hated. good at it, like yep. playing. With all of that around them. And like yep. after every whistle, they're looking to face wash them and stuff. And I'm like, the Bruins are going to be a problem in the playoffs. Oh, 100%. They're going to be a problem in the playoffs. If Swayman plays, they need the goaltending to be good. They need the goaltending to be better than good. Yeah. It may they, not be enough. They need, they need it. to be. I mean, if, if they're going to be a problem for somebody, they're going to have to have outstanding because they're going to win games three to one. Yes. You know, three to two. Unders. Like, yes. Under a lot. They, they, they're going to, they've been a great under team to start the year. They were a really good under team. Then they went through a, a two and a half month stretch where they had the whole Tuka Rask in and out, backup goaltender, who's the guy, all the distractions and things weren't going well. And they were an over team for a while. But now as we get closer to the postseason, you see them starting to ratchet that up yeah. again. And they're starting to really play more defense and yeah, I, I would agree. I think they're going to be an under team for sure come come to the playoffs. But they, yeah. that goaltending though, oof, 
<laughs> that's going to be, oof, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Your Pittsburgh Penguins, you are currently wearing the jersey and the hat. So I'm glad this is on the rundown. Yep. Against Colorado tonight, little postseason preview, but total of six and a half. You like the under. over or the under there? Under. Ooh. It's a playoff game. This was one of the best hockey games I've seen all season on uh, Saturday at Colorado. Final um, was what? Three, three two? two? Yeah, okay. Three, two. It was a, just a, it was a great game. Like mm. skating, the hitting, the physical. W- weren't that many penalties. It was just a really good hockey game. Um, our boy uh, Furman sent a, a, a tweet that I saw, and I was like, he's right. You know, and he's not always right. And I tell him when he's not right <laughs> sometimes, but he was right when he said it. And um, I said, thanks for reminding me to watch it. And I end up watching the replay later after everybody goes to bed. That's when I do a lot of like watching on fast forward and I can just right. watch the games. I think it plays the same way. I think it now the line is interesting to me because it's a pick em game. Mm-hmm. And the Penguins have been bet to the favorite, minus 110. One place has minus 115. This will probably flip. I would I would assume that the Colorado money will come and Colorado might go off a small favorite. But I think it's a playoff game. If you got six and a half, you got a really good number. It's painted six right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah there's okay. not a book in there's not a book anywhere. I, I, didn't, I didn't bet it. It was it was six and a half this morning, so it's come down. So the oh, other okay. money, the yeah. under money came in. Yeah. So it's painted six everywhere. Six okay. over my you still go under with six? I would, I think, because I think you'll push at four twos most. Yeah. You know, this goes. I love betting six. I mean, whether whether just right. over under, I just I like yep. the number when I see six, my number, my my eyes go towards it. And I'm like, okay, yep. even if I'm wrong, there's a good shot that I'm gonna wind up pushing. Yep. So I like betting over or under six. I, I like betting. What gives you the pause more when you see a hockey total? Five and a half or six and a half? Five and a half. As far as what to do? Yeah. Because I I, I am inclined to bet under. But I go, because mm, three, two is the most common score in hockey. So yeah. it's that it's that open net four, two final that makes right. me go shit. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what stops me. Six, five. I mean, six, six and a half. I, I tend to go, okay. If I like the goaltending matchup, I like under quickly and it's easy. And I, and I, I like having the right. hook, but if I like it over, I'm not really worried because I need seven anyway to win on six. So six and a half doesn't really bother me all that much. Five and a half bothers me because the, because the open net. Yep. I five and a half. Out. I uh, say that all the time in the playoffs, like five and a half. We'll see that pretty much standard. It'll be standard operating procedure, five and a half almost every game. Hmm. Mm, then we'll see some fives. We'll see some right. fives come. And I love that because then I, I five, I look at five the same way I look at six. Right. I'm, I'm good over or under getting either yeah. side because I get the push potential out of yeah. it. So three, two, you can be five. I love the three, two final open net three. I mean, three, one open net goal or three, one, they push or four, one final. I like that a lot. <laughs> you can yeah. get me to five. I'm, I'm going over or under either, or I like betting that total six as well, but five even more because of the right. potential to push versus the damn hook, which <laughs> I don't know how many bets I've lost in hockey on hooks. Six oh, and a half, five and a half, a lot. Whatever, whatever the hell it is. I think you'd just be begging for that goal. Please, please, please give me that goal. <laughs> All right, so our betprep.com prop of the day, Dave, it has been scorching hot. We hit the Matthew Kachuk over a half an assist last night. That nice. comes in at minus 105. 11 and 3 run right now. This is good. This is good. But I hate this bet. 
This I'm is so okay. mad. I'm so mad at this play. Why? Because I don't like it. And they've been hot and I've liked a lot of the plays. Now, maybe this is why it's going to hit, but we'll see if you don't like it either. We're going Donovan Mitchell over 20, over 25 and a half points. Sorry. Tw- yeah. Over 25 and a half points. The best lines at DraftKings. FanDuel's already moved to 26 and a half points for Donovan Mitchell. I, I don't know, man. This is a lot of points. I know he scored 26 or more in nine of his last 10 games overall. He's been averaging 29.5 points. That's good. It is eight in a row where his team is the favorite. He's gone over 26 points. That's good. Five and seven games at home going over six of the last seven going over this against a team with a winning record. He's played against the Grizzlies once back in November. Mitchell finished with 18 points. He's played 65 games this season against the Grizzlies in November. He shot five of 20 from the field. That was his second worst shooting percentage of the entire season. Donovan Mitchell over 25 and a half points. What don't you like about all that? I like Memphis to win this game outright. You do? Yes. Wow. Utah sucks right now. Like straight up sucks right now. They're playing their way into the play. They have lost six of seven. <laughs> They're 0-5 ATS over the last five. They are brutal at the moment. And Memphis G League players, I don't care who plays or doesn't play for Memphis. It doesn't matter. They ball. Don't I like let, the prop. Interesting. I do. You, you like an over. Mark it down, Farah. David do. likes an over. I do. This is I stunning. Like I like it. I think okay. I think Utah houses Memphis tonight. Mm. Okay, why? I don't know if Memphis is going to play. Oh, see, so yeah, they play regardless. They do. They play. It doesn't matter what's on the line. This team balls. I just I saw when I saw five, I was like, oh man, that don't make sense. Like when I when I saw the overnight line, mm-hmm. Utah minus five, I was like, yeah, that's going to be one of those ones. People are going to bite on that. Memphis and they're going to be mad after because oh I probably win by eight or I ten. Don't know. I don't know. And it's now five. Utah and hasn't half. covered. Utah hasn't covered in seven games. Oh and no seven. Oh and seven over the last seven games. They have one win during that period. By the yeah. way, a thirteen win over the Lakers. Losses to Brooklyn, Boston, Charlotte, Dallas, Clippers, and Golden State. At home, they are 16, 21 and one ATS. Ooh. Against the Western that's Conference, Utah is 19, 27, and 2. Oh, against the Western Conference. Damn. Memphis is 32 and 17 against the Western Conference. That's very good. And 25 and 14 ATS on the road. That's excellent. I'm betting the streak. We'll get to it in a second and better to book it, but I am betting the streak here <laughs> for the Dem- for, for this team because I do not like where Utah is. I do like where Memphis is. And thus I do not like this prop because I think they're gonna lock up Donovan Mitchell. You sound like you were reading green eggs and ham. I do not like this. <laughs> Say my hand. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like this. I no, will not bet not. this. I do will not bet like the this. streak. Yes. That's pretty good right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the prop. I, I think um, we'll see. Utah needs the game bad, and I hate yes, they do. teams that need the games bad. Like yes, I mean, they, they need the game bad. They got to win true. a home game. 
They got to stay out of that play. But I think Memphis is the type of team that likes to pour salt in wounds. Oh, without a doubt. So they, they, they see a wounded animal and they're like, uh-huh, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like, let's we got go. a chance to go feast. Let's go at these dudes and make their misery even worse. Is Jaw going to play before the playoffs? No, he doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. Unless he wants like a tune-up game or something. Game? Unless he wants like a tune-up game or something, but he doesn't need to. Man. I don't want the guy's first game back to be in a playoff game if it's me. Just mm, come back fair. and play the last game of the season. No, he, and he might. He might play one or two last games of the season, but he doesn't need to play. They have three games, four games left, I think. Doesn't need to play a night on the road against Utah. Doesn't need to be out there. Right. It's mm. fun. Okay. All right. We'll just put on that. All right. Better to book a time. I got two Let's baseball go. bets for you that we've not talked baseball yet. What? So I want to get your take on this. Two win total season bets. win totals. Correct. Okay, good. I was going to say, yeah, betting Thursday's games now. No, 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 booking no, whatever you say. No, no, I don't no, even no. care. So these numbers have moved a touch since I've bet them, but I want to okay. get your take. Let's start here with the Detroit Tigers. Oh, total wins over of seventy-eight wins. Everybody's betting them over. How do you feel about the Detroit Tigers over oh, seventy-eight gosh. wins? They just acquired Austin Meadows yes, from, from the Tampa Bay Rays, which I absolutely love. Yes. To help this offense, knowing the pitching staff that they've got, because the pitching staff for this team could be really good. I think Erod coming over with Scooble and Mize. I like Michael Pineda as a four or fifth starter, not asking him to do very much. Right. I need this team to win 79 games. I don't need them to be good. Mm. I need them to be around 500. So what I'm doing, I've done this in the past. I'm doing it again. I'm trying to identify teams that have a win total projection that's somewhere between 72 and 78. Mm-hmm. And I need them to win 80 games. Right. I don't need them to be in the playoffs. I just think who could be better than people think. And they have two very young arms Mize is a former number one pick overall. So they're totally babying him, trying to keep him going. Yes. They're early in the year. They'll let him go. And then they'll kind of dial him back a little bit as his pitch count gets higher. His innings gets higher and higher, but he could be outstanding early in the year. Scooble was a guy. End of the year was great. He sucked in the first half of the year last year. Mm. I was betting overs with him a lot last year. Then he got very good, settled down, but big lefty and Erod to chew up innings to help kind of break up the batter's eyes. And then their offense was the question. And now they've got, you know, Austin Meadows to come over. They brought in Tucker Barnhart, who's a two-time gold glove award-winning catcher. Mm -hmm. And they've got Javi Baez playing short. They're going to catch the ball a hell of a lot better than they did years past. Yes. And AJ Hinch is on a bad manager. I think he's a good manager. Yes. This team might be lying in the weeds here with a chance to jump up and hurt some people. Everyone's talking about Miggy going for 3,000 hits. He'll get that. He's 13 shy. He'll get that in April. And then the next storyline is, can this team compete? Betting or booking over 78 wins on the Tigers. Uh, JD, our boy Jeff Dawson told me that this was going to be a play. This is a play. He was telling me the same thing when he was here. Um I mean, I guess I would bet it. Um, a lot in love with it. When I mean, this is the fifth or sixth time this week that I've heard the Tigers is really is yes, interesting. Is, okay, so I'm thinking, know, I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm the same doing way. the circuit every yep. day. I'm doing all <laughs> these shows, and 
when I get a guy who's doing a show in Florida telling me his his American League season win total is the Detroit Tigers over season wins, I'm like, really? Okay. His favorite bet? That? that was his American League team was okay. the Tigers. Okay. Um, wouldn't surprise me either way. You're going to have to sweat this. They're like, they're going to win 81. Well, here's the, here's they're gonna the win one 75. Issue. Like it's, so, it's, yeah, it's going to fall right around that number. The last games of the regular season for the Tigers due to the lockout scare me because hey, you told me they go on the road yeah, to the West Coast, right? They go on the West Coast, and that does not make me feel good. So I need them to get to 75 wins before that trip happens. Well, the last ones are against Oakland. Oakland's going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. That's and Seattle, be- though. Yeah. That's fine. Oakland's always. Detroit could make the playoffs. Tough. Yes. They, they, they could be number two in the division. I mean, mm-hmm. like everyone thinks the White Sox, I mean, they're the third choice overall to win the World Series. It's crazy. So kind of give them the division is what. Yeah. Well, they know, won. They're, they're, it, they're the only like, team in the division that won 90 games last year. Yeah. So Detroit could be number two behind or ahead of Minnesota, Kansas City, and Cleveland, who apparently is supposed to be terrible. Man, they're going to be terrible. Are they? Maybe not Orioles terrible, but they're going to be terrible. Whew. Royals are going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, two really bad teams in the division that they could beat up upon. I need them to win like 13 games against each. There you go. If that happens, you got a really good shot. If they yeah. go 13 or better against both of those teams, you got a really good shot. Because yeah. then it can go 500 against the other ones in a division. And we're good. And you're real good. And then, mm-hmm. yes. They beat up on the National League teams, beat up on the West, the bad teams in the beat West. Beat up on a bad team in the West, and you're fine. Yeah, and you're there. So that's there kind of go. my logic. Okay. The next one is a National League team, and this is something we've already – this comes from once our guy, Matty Lindemann, pointed it out. I went and really dug down deep, and he's – 100% on, and now the number has moved at certain books significantly. I bet it at 75. Fandle's at 77 and a half. Yeah. People are, this number is climbing rapidly. So if you're not bet it already, just heads up. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is, this thing is, is on the move in a big, big way. This team has a lot of young talent, but if Sandy Alcantara pitches the way everyone thinks, yeah, 101 mile per hour fl- flamethrower as the ace. Yes, sir. Travis Rogers, or sorry, Trevor Rogers was really good ERA wise last year. Wasn't all that great. You know, 2.64 ERA, but he was seven and eight. This team always pitched and played defense. They couldn't score. Right. So they go get Jorge Soler to be a DH and a left fielder for them. And they're expecting some of their younger bats to pop up and do some things here. I bet it right after the Mets shut down DeGrom for whatever it's mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. Two months, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The second I saw the Mets having problems, I was like, bang, this is the Marlins window to win 80 games. Yes. Betting or booking the Marlins over 75 wins. I'll bet it. I'll bet it. I'll say to bet it. I'm I'm hesitant just because of these young teams. The the move up is hard to predict when it happens. Yeah. But when can they finish third in the East? Yes. I'm going to need them to, I think. 
Well, I mean, look at the standings last year. There's one division where the teams won. Uh, I think they all won 90 games. The AL East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the NL East is going to do that. Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. But the NL East has four. I put the Marlins right there, you know, just a notch below the other three teams. And the other three teams' well, win totals are. Yeah, here's my thought. 90s, high 80s. The Braves won 88 games last year and won the World Series. Braves are not winning 88 games again. No? I don't think so, no. I think that they're in the lower 80s. I think they take a five to six win step backwards. I'm not so sure they're even in the playoffs, to be honest. honest. Okay. I think the Phillies take a big step forward, 82 and 80. I think that they're ready to go to 85, 86, 87 wins. And then I have absolutely no idea what happens with the Mets the whole year could fall apart for the Mets like it has in the past. Right. So I don't know what to do with them. So that's why I think right now, I mean, I think the Braves could wind up in fourth place. Could be Phillies, Mets, Marlins. Phillies, Mets, Marlins. Could, could happen. Yeah. If that happens, I mean, this Marlins team last year won 67 games. I need an eight win improvement. That's a little bit of a jump. I get that. It's a big jump. Yep. It's a big jump. But I think when it comes to the pitching, as long as they have the same type of pitching there, they were an under machine last year. Mm-hmm. Under, 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 they couldn't score. So bringing in Solaire and you get a bigger bat and a guy who could help out offensively. And some of these younger kids who they think could come up, they still have a top three farm system in the game. So they could be in line if they're even like marginally competitive. They could still make a big play for somebody. Yeah. Jeter's gone. So they're going through new management and new philosophies as to how they're going to build the roster. But they still have incredibly young and talented players that they're expecting to take big steps forward. So yeah. I like over 75 wins in the Marlins. Yeah, I'd lean that way. I, I, I would lean that way. When, you know, when Maddie said it, yeah. a lot of people watching the show, it probably moved the number. That, that, was, and, that was Maddie. <laughs> yep. that, that in the... The Mets, Degrom not oh. starting the season because ah. in the book you got to you got to move that number down. Well, to keep the math kind of right, you have to move certain numbers up, and the Marlins number was the first one that got moved up mm. because it was still attainable, affordable. Like, what are you going to do? Move the Phillies to ninety one? Yeah. Like, you know, from 80, 86 and a half or whatever right. it was. You can't jump them too much because you're not going to get any bets. You're going to get bets on the Marlins. You have to move the number. Yeah, it's 77 and a half now, but yeah. you can shop. You can probably find it somewhere else, but you shop around. But Fandle's got it at 70 at 77 and a half. All right, two games tonight. This game might be the worst reverse closing line value I've had in a very long time. <laughs> Bulls and Bucks last night, I bet it under 228 and a half. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. Where the hell number, did you get that? Number is everywhere. All right. Yeah. Number is ferociously higher at 233. Yeah. Now. Hmm. So you can get five points of value by betting it now versus betting it then. But how do you feel? Because these teams are three and oh to the under. First game went under by 42 points. The next two games went under by 10 and a half points. Is this the bulls trend that you pointed out that we're yes. supposed to be continuing to bet under? It's a conference game. It's a, it's a, it, no, it's it's a it's a division game. It's even division than, game. It's a division game. It's even better than the conference so, record. Right. So the Bulls division games we bet under autoplay. 
The Bulls are 12-2-1 to the under against the division. Milwaukee is 10-3 to the under against the division. So what are we worried about? Let these people all bet over. We yeah, I'm just saying. I just said I've got really got bad closing line number. value. I mean, it yeah. could, could turn into a CLV can, trash can for all of them who are betting the over at 228, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. They all may lose dramatically. But I, I woke up this morning and I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe the steam on this game. I yeah. mean, it's 233 everywhere now. How do you feel it's about my number? It's 232, 232 and a half. Now. Okay. How do you feel about my number of 228 and a half? I wish we had a better number. <laughs> of <actually>. course. <laughs> I mean, of course. You want the more. But if the audience bets it now, though, they could get 232. So well, the audience should bet it now. Yeah. You should you should definitely bet it now. It, it's um, it's crazy when you go through this number of what these teams have done. I just I I again I would someone came at me this morning. They're like, why do, why were you on the under with this? You know the steam is so heavily against this. And I was just like, I don't know what they're looking at that they know more than me, because I get they could say like at home, you know Chicago is twenty seventeen and one to the over at home. It's the only number that is kind of tilted that way. But like. When these teams played, it's they didn't play until the 21st of January, which is weird. But it was 227. Game went under by 43 points, 94-90. Then they played uh, on the 4th of March. It was 240 and a half. Game went under by 10 and a half points. Then they played on the 22nd of March. Game went under by 10 and a half points. What was that number? What did it close? Uh, that number Two. closed at 234 and a half. Yeah, see, it's so 234, 238, and two, uh, and 227. All under wow. by double, all under by double digits. That's a really wide range for the same matchup. Usually not like that. It's Giannis probably playing or not playing. Oh, that had to be one of them. That had to be one of them. Um, no, we're we're gonna bet this under until it loses. I mean, there's no this. <laughs> I, sometimes the steam is wrong too. Don't right. get like we tell people that all the time. Like that steam, it don't even burn you sometimes. Like let the steam go. Just let the let let them go. We we were with a bunch of people to create a lot of the steam uh, over the weekend. <laughs> eh, okay, sometimes. You know, just just turn the stove off and don't get burned. It, it don't it don't matter. Two thirty two though. I mean, it's a better number. I mean, you can bet the better. It's I, better I bet to you. bet it yeah. now. One hundred percent. You know, it's a better number. You know, I may lose by a point. You win, right? Right. Exactly. And it goes two twenty nine. You win. I lose. So right. Tends better. All right, and then finally, you don't like this, but Memphis plus five and a half tonight against Utah. Oh yeah, you, I'm booking this one. I think Utah probably wins, but I think five and a half is too heavy. That's fine. You can have that one. Okay. I mean, we've been rolling pretty good. I mean, I, you know, between the articles on props and like, you know, people listen to the show and stuff. I mean, we've been, we've been in step sync, whatever you want to call it, pretty good um, off and on. And we're not always in agreement and that's fine. That's, that's part of the business. <laughs> this is one of those ones I'm telling you, I think, I think the bad guys are going to play Utah. I think they're going to continue to like, I don't know what it closes. I'm not saying bet this thing all the way up to seven, but under two buckets for Utah at home against a team that's got everything already clinched. Um, I'm good. I'm good laying it. All right. Favorite thing about today is what on a Tuesday. 
Tiger's playing. Come right. on, like Tiger's yeah. playing. If you <laughs> if you can't get excited about it, you just ain't. I mean, I, I don't know. You, maybe you don't like golf. Maybe you don't like fun stories. Maybe you don't like comeback stories. Maybe I don't know. But like that got me fired up. You know, I still got Jess is still home working. Mm. I I heard the press conference. I was upstairs, you know, getting ready to do the show and like just waking up and making sure the kids are at school. I'm like, Tiger's playing. I went downstairs. I'm like, Tiger's playing. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Tiger's going to play. Did you talk to grandma yet? I said, tell grandma that Tiger's playing. You got to make all the plans for Thursday and Friday. Mm, Right. And like, you got to arrange the whole day now to watch Tiger play. We got all these baseball games Thursday. I'm going to be on MLB on Thursday for opening day. Good. And I'm like, I text them. I'm like, are we going to talk about golf at all? <laughs> like, it's baseball. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, but like, Tigers play it. So, my favorite thing so far about today is the Tigers play. Yeah, I will say this. And we talked a lot about Tiger already. It, 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 there is nothing else besides that. I mean, today is the return of Tiger Woods, which is so, so fun. But opening day, 88 degrees here in Vegas today, 92 on Saturday coming here. Yeah. Here. My mom, my mom lands on Thursday afternoon. So I am currently, uh, she's coming here. Yeah. Teresa's gone for a week. So she, she's in Boston for a week. Oh, so it's me and Madeline at the house. My mom heard this and was like, wait, you're going to be alone with your daughter for a- I'm coming. I'll be there on Thursday. Like, Go ahead and buy she goes to bust the ticket. Well, she don't think you can do it. What is she I can do it, but she thinks it's fine. It's like she wants to come and hang out. She's like, oh. it's it's 45 degrees in Boston today. Awesome. So it's like, wait, it's going to be how? Okay, I'm coming. I'll, I'll, I'll fly out. Right. So Nona's coming out. So she's coming Thursday. So she'll nice. be here Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So she'll be here for the weekend. And I was like, hey, by the way, it's 92 on Saturday. And she's like, we're going to the pool. I'm like, yep, we're going to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go to the we'll go to the pool. It's yeah. it's actually it's summertime here now. So forget winter. It's 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 all summer. So that's exciting. And look, Thursday opening day is cool. It, it it's it feels like it's spring and it's summer, even though it's not going to be in other parts of the country. It's going to be, I guess one reason why I'm not as jacked up for baseball this year is I think the Red Sox are going to stink. Yeah. And so Welcome I have this world. like, what? Welcome to my world. It's yeah. Pittsburgh behind me. I got Pittsburgh stuff all the time. That's why I love <laughs> so like part sport. of part of my teams. Normally I'm all in like when the MLB network or the MLB dot uh, TV subscription got renewed. Normally, like I, I call them my friend, like my summertime friends back. Yeah. I spend every day with my friend and like right. I get to see my friend and hang out with my friend. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like the comments from Chris Sale yesterday saying the Red Sox have to find a way to keep Bogarts. I was like, man, if he has to say that publicly, he's got to go to the press and go to the fans and say, find a way to keep Bogarts. Like they know inside that locker room that it's not happening. So now they're trying a PR campaign, trying to like browbeat the Red Sox into keeping <laughs> Bogarts and be like, you know, we have to keep this guy, right? Like homegrown talent, top five shortstop in the game. Like what the hell are we doing? You're not going to hire, you didn't keep Mookie. Top five talent in the game overall and homegrown talent. You didn't keep him. Now keep Bogarts. 
What's next? Devers too? You let them all these guys walk out the door. Yeah, you go ahead and, and build them, and they're all gonna walk. Man. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> so I guess that that's one reason why baseball is not as high on my radar as it normally would be because I'm a little bit pissed off that this is actually gonna happen because you can't actually do that, right? But favorite thing about today is that Tiger Woods is back. There's no, there's absolutely no other topic. That- <laughs> That, that we have Tiger Woods. You got the back. Celtics maybe being the one seed. You got the Bruins being a dangerous and, you know, all this other stuff. Can you? It's fine. Your Red Sox may be 500. I mean, relax. No. Come on. Uh-uh. No. People. Boston will be a Red Sox and a baseball town. Oh, here's, a, here's the latest weather forecast. Okay, so 73, partly cloudy on Thursday. 66, mostly sunny. Cold front comes through during the night. 59 degrees high on Saturday, low of 44. Ooh, Goodness. That morning tea time is going to be chilly. Goodness. In yeah. Augusta, Georgia in April, 44. Yeah. Mm. High of 59. Yeah. And then Sunday is going to be 69. High of 69. Yeah. On Sunday. Saturday would be, was usually moving day. May not be moving day. It's freezing day. Yeah. <laughs> If you stay in one place and freeze your ass off, man, the patrons who get to play a lot of money. How do you feel about the patrons word? Really not a fan. You have to, it's, there's so many stupid things about the masters. They're not fans. They're patrons. They're they're patrons. Um, What are the other, what are the other, they have other stupid things of like, they're not competitors or something else. Like, gentlemen and it's all it's a throwback i don't know a, a part of me likes it a part of me is a throwback to a different time two dollar pimento and cheese sandwiches which are not that good by the way pimento cheese is not that good no. eh, it's okay it's okay <laughs> so, but for two bucks two bucks is two bucks you know can't buy anything for two bucks anymore you can barely even get a pack of gum for two bucks hey. pack of gum is 119 it's ridiculous <laughs> It's dumb. They're running pack of gums one nineteen. What do you mean? I can't. I, I have more than I have more than a dollar. Get a pack of gum. Yeah. I got I got a thing of mints at circa the other day. It was buck twenty five. Yeah. Thing of mints. What yeah. the hell are you? What the hell are you doing? Dollar <laughs> twenty five. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it's inflation and stuff, but like, what are you doing? That's insanity. Buck twenty five for a thing of mints. <laughs> Goodness, charging oh. for parking and all sorts of other things. By the way, real fast before we go, I should have this should have been my favorite thing. But where is Doug Eddard going to go play basketball now that the Peacocks lost their coach and he has entered into the transfer portal? I don't know. I just saw three players from St. Peter's are entering the transfer portal. They're all leaving. Yeah. This is what happens when a coach leaves. This is yeah, hard. But Doug is the only guy who got the Buffalo Wild Wings name and like this deal. Kid got a national TV deal. During the tournament for the damn mustache he draw he, he had, yeah, playing for playing for the Peacocks, got a name and likeness deal. So he's not like walking onto campus as like I'm from St. Peter's. Hi, he's like I'm the guy who had Buffalo Wild. <laughs> like he's VOC man. He's walking in with a guy. I got the mustache. I got the pocketbook going. I got the I got the bankroll. Where's he going? How much could he have gotten from the Buffalo Wild Wings? Ten grand. 20 grand. I don't know. You College me. kid getting 20. I mean, it's a national TV campaign. He's going to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he had an agent. Someone negotiated it. Can't be nothing. No, I'm sure it's not nothing. I mean, I, <clears throat> for a college kid, it's a, 
give me a card to eat there free. Yeah. And he's got, uh, let's see. He has 27,000 followers on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just going to keep wearing these hats. Just going to keep wearing these hats. We'll be back. Uh oh. What happened? I don't know. Ferris said the show's over. Oh, show's over. There we go. He's I mad on Dave. Everything, everything, everything went blank for a second. That was crazy. We're back tomorrow. Subscribe, listen everywhere to the podcast, retweet, and have fun with us on Twitter. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Boston University, the book. Back for a Wednesday.